Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Guilty Movie Pleasure. Oh yes, what's up Guilty Movie Pleasure fans? We are back from the safety of our own homes, disconnected by the coronavirus, but reconnected by the magic of technology. And uh, by friendship. By friendship. First by yep. friendship. Number one. Magic. Yeah, and then out of obligation to bring you another show, and we like that obligation. I'm your host Ben Begley, and with me, as always, Jesse McIntosh. Yes, and yeah. Ryan's in the booth. He may pop up here and there. Ryan, say hi to everyone. Hey, how are we doing? I'm I'm well, thanks. How are thanks. you? I didn't, I didn't ask you, but I. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm glad you're well, Ryan. I'm glad you're well, buddy. And... No, I am. I, lo- I love teasing Ryan because he's like uh, he's like my little brother. You know, I'm just jealous of his youth and. I am, and I'm White House and- down for this episode. Oh, oh damn it! You stole that. I was going to use that at some point. I, uh-huh. I do want to say, Ryan. I always felt like uh, like you were my friend's little brother. <laughs> I like that. I did. I did a little drum snare after you said that. You so, can't oh, nice. Okay, good, good, good. Fans of the show uh, who have been watching the last few weeks, uh, Jesse and I, I guess, inadvertently or subconsciously, are having a beard off. Yeah, I, yours grew a lot since last week. It's it's the one talent that I have is but growing. I, mean, I need to rewatch last week's episode because I don't remember it. it being Dexter final season thick, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it. I can. Poof it was it was now. better groomed last week. This week I've done some poofing. Oh, you did some poofing. Yeah, yeah. I see it. I see some. I see a stash brewing. You just just so, on one side of your face, Ryan. <laughs> oh, got it. Okay. Oh, good. Where stashes usually are, Ryan. Uh, if you if we're quarantined for two years, you may have a five o'clock shadow. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's all you can do, man. I like we're it. I like you. it though. Hey, your youth and optimism is what keeps this show going. I appreciate that, buddy. Uh, today, uh, we. What's funny is the reason I got the idea to do this movie was because um when we did this is the end last week the trailers before the blu-ray came up and this was one of them white house down and renee and i were watching it and renee was like that looks really fun and i was like it was really fun why haven't we done that and then uh jesse i assume you're down for any channing tatum movies oh yeah i have a list i have a channing tatum list okay well first Um, off had you seen this one i had not seen this one what Mm. yeah well, what's your list of top three Channing Tatum movies first, and then we'll get into your opinion of this one. Uh, top three Channing Tatum movies. Uh, I'm going to go Step Up, obviously, I've never when seen he bursts onto the scene. It's not as good it. as Step Up to the Streets, but it's it's still good. What about Step um, Up 3D? That one didn't do it for me. Okay. 3D dancing looks wonky. I can imagine that. Yeah, it's yeah. not built for that. Um, and then I'm going to say side effects. I've never seen that either. Oh, that one's, that one's really like Soderbergh. Yeah. 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 That one I love. And then, uh, let's throw magic Mike in there. Magic Mike's great. I did see magic yeah. Mike. Cause mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if you were on the show yet, but we had Renee came on. No, Renee came on when she was like eight months pregnant and we had two guys from thunder down under come <laughs> on the show. And it turned out that one of the dudes 
was in the in the show that she saw in Vegas for her bachelorette party, and Renee brought out a photo of him she had on her phone, and it was it was the dude that was in the Sunday oh wow show. it was hilarious they were super nice guys that's incredible. Um, I immediately did about a thousand push-ups after that show of shame <laughs> push-ups of shame uh yeah I, I here's the thing so I went through a phase of like kind of like when I was a grade school kid and new kids on the block all the girls had a crush on them and I was like they suck I don't like new kids on the block and now I listen to hanging tough and I'm like that's a pretty damn good song actually it's a jam yeah um Similarly, when Channing Tatum first came on the scene was Step Up, and then he was in like a few other more dramatic roles, and I was like, this is bullshit. This guy's just a dancer. He shouldn't be acting. And then he, I realized how awesome he was. I, I remember specifically seeing 21 Jump Street and being like, oh, I, I left the theater so pissed, but in like a good way, like a, God damn it, why is he so talented? Like the first time you ever saw Justin Timberlake host SNL, you're like, yeah. son of a bitch. But yeah. I, I'm on the Channing Tatum train now. I and I fully admit that I was wrong in the beginning because he's <laughs> he's awesome. And um, but I want to know your thoughts on this movie first uh, before I get into it, Jesse. Since you are a Channing Tatum fan and you haven't seen oh, yeah. it before, yeah. So I just to like uh, smoothly segue into my opinion on this movie, I'll start with Channing Tatum. Uh, I think I think that he's a really um, a really interesting physical act. Like he does his best work in movies when he's asked to be physical. Mm -hmm. So like uh, even last week, uh, this is the end. Like he, he was so funny in the small cameo that he was in because he was being physical in that part. So I don't necessarily mean like always dancing or always yeah. like, or 20, 20, I just watched 22 Jump Street also where he's like, a lot of it is him just working out. Yeah. Uh, with Wyatt Russell, um, which is very funny. And I just feel like when he's asked to do things physically, it it enhances his performance in a way that it doesn't necessarily with other actors. Mm -hmm. So in this one, he gets to be very physical. He gets yeah. to do a lot of like, I mean, running running and jumping is like, that's, that's a pretty basic thing to say about it because it's an action movie, but he just moves in a in a different way than actors who are asked to do action. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, there's a fluidity to his action sequences. I think the action sequences are pretty awesome in this movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I also think that, um, I don't, I think maybe Steven Soderbergh has come the closest in terms of like getting dialogue that fits the way he speaks. Yes. Because yeah. it can be a little bit like robotic or a little bit like trying to fit a square peg in a round hole. Um, and I think when, in the moments when you can feel that he's uh, he's able to like improvise around it a little bit mm -hmm. is when it becomes more natural. Um, so all of that to say, I thought that he was perfectly cast in this movie. And I thought that he leveled the movie up a little bit. Yeah, um, Because the movie, like it can, it it is trying to be kind of complicated for what it is. Like there yeah. are a lot of different levels. There's like four times where I was like, oh, this is the ending. I'm like, wait, oh no, there's more. I forgot. There's like 20. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot going on in this movie and it's not just at the face of it. There's like, there's a bunch of different turns that it tries to take in a bunch of different factions within the revolution yeah. kind of. Um, Which so I actually kind of loved because yeah. it, 
and I'll get into my comparisons between this is this and Olympic Olympus has fallen, but I'll sidebar that because I want to hear what you thought of it overall still. Yeah. So I, I think in in parts of it for me, it wasn't it wasn't as successful as I wish that it would have been. Have you seen Olympus has fallen? I have not seen Olympus has okay. fallen. I did, but I the comparison that I wanted to make, because I just rewatched this was Air Force One. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they did a similar sort of like false ending as well. Um but uh, I, I think overall, like the action was a lot of fun. Um, and it kept like, after we got into it, it took kind of a while to get into it. Yeah. But after I, we got into it, it, it's like it was, 35 minutes. It's, until it's a season. long time, man. They're that's, like, that's total Roland Embrick. He's, he's like, if you rewatch Independence Day, it's like a full hour before. Yeah. Back. Yeah. Um, like everyone gets their own, like, this is the most important day of my life moment. Yeah. So it's the everyone's first act most important of, day. The first act of every Roland Emmerich movie is bloated. It's like it's like a relic of those overlong 90s action movies that like Michael Bay, even a lot of Michael Bay stuff in the 90s was super long. Yeah. But I still love them. It's just yeah. now we're in a place where we don't need all that as much. Just cut to yeah. the chase a little more. Yeah, just so you know it's a movie about people taking over the White House. Let's go ahead and take over that White House. Yeah. Let's see what happens. Um, but once we got there, I thought it I thought it moved really well. And it, I mean, I, it, it was really stop. enjoyable the whole way through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um I remember when this movie first when the trailers first came out, I was like, oh man, that looks exactly like Olympus has fallen. And I saw Olympus has fallen first. And I tweeted this out where I, I think they both exist in they're they're almost the same movie, but tonally completely different. Where Olympus Has Fallen is more like a ultra violent, hard R hard R-rated version of this. Um closer to Die Hard, even though this has very diehard-ish moments, yeah. like when he's on the roof and the helicopter shooting at him and he's jumping, and it's like that's exactly like John McClane on the roof of the Nakatomi Nakatomi Plaza. But uh, Olympus Has Fallen has a much crazier siege of the White House where a North Korean um, gunner ship comes through Washington and just starts mowing down people and then the White House and then they like blow up the gates and take it and then they blockade the White House where you can't get in. Mm -hmm. um, Olymp Olympus Has Fallen s seems more like an 80s action movie and this felt more like a 90s action, a 90s buddy action movie. So I love them both for the same reason because Olympus Has Fallen has buddy moments, but this is heavily a buddy comedy as soon as him and Jamie Foxx team up. And there's more levity in this movie. Um, but I had a blast. Like you said, even, and maybe it's because the first 30 minutes I was like kind of half talking to Renee a little bit. So it didn't drag as much for me. But man, once the siege happens till the end of the movie, it's just boom, 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 boom. And I didn't mind all the like ridiculous plot twists. I think they could have done, and we'll get to it. I think they could have done without the final one that they do. Yes, yes. Because you could have just, you didn't need it. There's like one more betrayal where you're like, well, okay. I mean, I guess we needed that for the launch codes. I, yeah, it really it tied up the one loose end. They could have done it in a different way. I didn't necessarily mind that they did it. It just like no. the execution of it was, was, it was really anticlimactic. It was really anticlimactic. Like, I wanted him to at least like punch him or something. Like there was, it was just like, all right, you're going to jail. Okay. There was no like big moment, like in RoboCop when he, when he, uh, um, uh, when RoboCop goes and storms the, the building, the uh, OCP building, 
and the uh-huh. head CEO guy's there and he's like, you can't shoot me, you're an employee. And then the other guy fires him and then he blasts him through the window and he goes and falls. Like that was such an epic second bad guy to take out. This was kind of like, oh, okay. Well, and it was, and we can like talk about this very briefly right now, just because sometimes we're squeezed at the end, but I want to make sure that we touch on this right uh, at some point. Um, But it it was just like staged in a way where uh, the whole point, it seemed like the whole point of the twist was to have like a reveal moment of Jamie Foxx and give him like a badass <laughs> he just, moment. He just walks up and he just walks up. He walked all through the way hundreds of the people. White House line and no one's like, Ooh, the president, he's still alive. There's, he just like somehow appears yeah, incognito. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's specifically so he can have the moment where he's like, uh, where he's like the man, you yeah. know what I mean? It's so, it's so um, poorly executed. But the yeah, rest yeah. of the movie, the one thing that drove me nuts uh, was how clearly green screen so much of it was. Like whenever they were out on the White House lawn and it was like people just standing on a sound stage <laughs> with like flat yeah. light blasted at them and like a clear blue screen effect behind them. Um, I thought I remembered it being way more overly CGI than it ended up being. There's a couple moments, but it's not... It's pretty, this is going to sound wild, but it's pretty restrained for a Roland Emmerich movie. You know, like, it it keeps itself, for the most part, pretty grounded. If you look at, like, 2012, where John Cusack is driving a limo through cra- skyscrapers that are falling down as the California sinks into the ocean. So this seems like, you know, <laughs> like an indie film for Roland Emmerich. Sure. So. Uh, yeah, I had a blast. I think Channing Tatum's super funny. I think Jamie Foxx is great as the president. I think Maggie Gyllenhaal is great. I just think the ca- Richard Jenkins, even though his character gets a weird twist, um, I think that the cast, top to bottom, I mean, James Woods, it's weird. He's really good as a conservative, gun-loving um, <laughs> asshole. I felt... Who hates, you? Who hates um, the, the first African-American president. It's weird. I wonder how he channeled that. I don't know. Um, I did feel extremely uncomfortable. In case anybody knows, he's he's been kicked off Twitter because of his racist, uh, conservative, crazy rants. Well, he's also been been accused of, uh, you know, uh, soliciting uh, favors from underage women. Yeah, he's (laughs) a lot of there's a lot of James Wood stuff. Yeah, Uh, I felt particularly uncomfortable when he was giving Maggie Gyllenhaal dating advice. Yeah, Um, we can. We can, we can uh, I also thought uh, uh, Jason Clark was really good in he's this. He's awesome in this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's Because he's, he's just kind of a two-dimensional bad guy, but he brings a lot of pain to it that uh, a lesser actor, he would have just been a forgettable, like, tough guy, you know? Yeah. But there's that, when his first buddy gets killed, and he's like, I served two tours with him. He was a good man. Jason Clark is always badass. Mm-hmm. So, Ryan, um, are you ready for that? Three-minute timer in the booth. You're darn right I am. Ooh. Oh, Ryan is a intense little, today. A little sassy? You're, you're goddamn right I am. And it, well, might, it, might look, it might look backwards to you guys, but no, it doesn't. I promise it, it's It it's looks good. psychedelic. All right. Uh, I'll count you in. All right. This is your three minutes. Covering the plot in under three minutes with Jesse and Ben. In three, two, one. Okay, so we start off and we're introduced to the president, Maggie Gyllenhaal, and they're flying over D.C., coming back from a peace... They're trying to do a peace treaty in the Middle East. 
and he's like do the thing she's like all right he wants to do the thing and then they go uh, over the lawn whatever that is oh, god i'm blanking on it the, the big pond the big pond uh and then he lands and we meet Channing Tatum. He's on uh, Secret Service detail for the Speaker of the House, played by Richard Jenkins. Uh, we see he wants to get a job interview to be uh, to protect the president. His daughter is kind of like, man, you're lame, Dad. I don't like you. You weren't here for you missed my recital. Uh, he goes to the interview. Maggie Gyllenhaal's an ex-girlfriend of his, and it does not go well at all. And then he goes on a tour with this the most hilarious tour guide <laughs> in recent film memory. And uh, then bad guys uh, blow up the Capitol as a distraction and siege the White House. And Jesse, take it over. Uh, and then so all a lot of people get get out of the White House. Uh, the people on the tour and a lot of the hostages are pushed into one room. Um, the tour guide's sort of like keeping them in there. But the daughter had gone to the bathroom. And so Channing Caden's like, where's my daughter? And she's out there filming all the bad guys yeah. as they're like setting up and killing everyone, all the like Secret Service and everyone. She's filming it and putting it on YouTube. And then they catch her and they bring her up. And but they bring her up after Channing Tatum has gone down to look for her. And so meanwhile, James kills... Woods is taking the president down to the Piac, which is like the panic room of the White yeah. House down in the basement. But then he kills um, everybody. And then he kills everyone. And seconds. then as soon as he kills everyone, then Channing Tatum hears over the loudspeaker, they're in the library. So he's like, ah. So he goes to the library and he goes and he, he uh, shoots at James Woods so the president can come up. Yeah. They get into the elevator, they uh, climb over the elevator into the elevator shaft. And so they're hanging out there for a while, and then the bad guys get in the elevator, and they almost squish him up top. But then Jimmy Fox um, puts his shoe in there, then they go to his wardrobe, and he gets his Jordans, which yep. is an awesome <laughs> – I love that moment. And then the bad guys find out that they're up there. They go chase him. There's a shootout. He kills the big dude. Shoot him! No, don't shoot him! Uh, Jamie Fox kills the guy. Then they hide in the dumbwaiter. There's a lot of, like, hiding in walls and stuff, and the bad guys never think to look there. Yeah, um, and then and they then, they make it into the garage eventually, and they get into the yes. car, and then they start my favorite driving. Season. They're trying to drive through the gate, and he's like, "No, the gate's too strong." And then he's like, "All right, we need someone to crash through the gate." There's a shootout between cars. Then the tank comes, but it gets stopped right at the hole that it creates, so they can't get out. Thirty seconds, um, and then they they crash into the pool, and then Jason Clark is like, "We got you now." And then they throw a grenade, and they yep. escape to the uh, pool room. I guess. Yeah. 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 20 and then they they escape again and uh they go down to the tunnels where jfk brought his mistresses in uh they find another way out the president goes down there and stays uh and then 10. channing tatum realizes there's eight minutes because they're going to nuke the white house because they're the bad guys are going to send nuclear arms Five, uh nuclear bombs four, up and they kill james three, woods kills the other jason two, clark and then everybody's one. okay because the girl away from the flag, the flag. That's okay right. yeah we're gonna go over that <laughs> we yeah we i spent a little too much time Wee. on the first time uh, it turns out a lot happens in the third act is um, well a lot happens in this movie is what i was yeah. saying is they like tried there's so many different which twists and turns again is like another if you rewatch movies like armageddon or independence day like independence day is a prime example of that where it takes forever it's still i love independence day it's one of my favorite blockbusters of all time it takes forever to get started which i don't mind because but they do, but they do make a meal out of every single character they're like Randy Quaid has to be a main character. It's almost like there's no protagonist. It's like everyone is a protagonist in a Roland Emmerich movie where it's like, right. yes, you're following Will Smith, but you also know, you also have Jeff Goldblum. You have even Harvey Firestein gets a little, oh, I better call my lawyer. <laughs> I forget my lawyer. Um, but yeah, there's a ton of stuff that happens in this movie, um, but it's all so fun. And I, I read online, I, I knew I was right. The whole... Uh, white t-shirt thing as a nod to john mcclain and die hard so let's get into this buddy um 
I didn't take notes because I watched it last night. So I feel like I, my memory is good enough. I hope so. I am wearing Great. shorts. Just so you know, I'm wearing shorts. Since I just lifted my leg up and you're just on my bare knee, I didn't want to freak out the audience. <laughs> so, you know. Thank, thank you. Thank you for, thank you for clearing that up. You're yeah. welcome. Uh-huh. Uh, so yeah, I like the, I like that they establish, I feel like the father daughter stuff is cool in this. And I feel like that grounds it in, that makes you care about him more. Uh, cause in Olympus has fallen, if I remember right, there's no, in the beginning of Olympus has fallen, the president has uh, crashes, the car crashes. And then his wife dies because Mike Banning has to choose between the president or the president's wife. And then he's fired because of that reason. Um, so this was cool that I, I love the reveal that um, that he wanted to work for the president because his daughter thinks the president is cool and he wants him to he wants to if he, if he can't be her hero anymore at least he can protect the man who is which I thought was a nice little moment for an action sure. film sure. Um, and I, I didn't think that the flag waving maybe it's because I'm a, a dad and a softy now but the flag waving at the end got me i was like yeah she's a hero that's awesome and it could have been it's probably super cheesy to everybody else but i liked it um but i i I was nervous about like what they were doing there um when she picked up the flag i was like is she just like running towards this group of people with the flag that's inefficient yeah and i was like what what are we doing here and we started waving i was like okay that makes sense but what but sort of like to what I was saying earlier, like this is every single person's most important day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like the the president has signed a deal or wants to sign a deal that says everyone is coming out of the Middle East. All of our troops are coming out of the Middle East. And if James Woods with, yeah. is retiring today, Channing Tatum has the interview for the job of his dreams. His daughter is coming to the White House, which is the thing that she's always wanted to do her entire life their relationship is at a crossroads like every single person is at a 10 as far as like emotional vulnerability and intensity right off the bat which i kind of (laughs) love and richard jenkins has a cold that they he has a cold this is like a big big time ad for robitussin this whole movie because he takes it and then is like fine the rest of the movie is that what happens because i was like i wondered if he was actually sick on the day they filmed that and they just used it because i don't remember him being sick after that one moment with channing tatum and maybe it's because i have a heightened awareness of coronavirus right now but when he's like (laughs) and like talking this close to channing tatum i'm like such a distance you asshole but then i'm like oh yeah they didn't have this issue back then yeah and all like when he's walking into his office he's like i think he says something like i just some robitussin and i'll be fine oh and then he was and then he was fine the rest of the movie who knew white house acting and long lasting white house down it's sponsored by robitussin yeah um i love that this sets up in in that kind of fun epic 90s action movie way um these big set pieces like the there's the sketchy dude with the the sketchy like Irish looking guy with the red beard and who comes in as the the janitor and he's like Richard Jenkins is like hey you're not supposed to be in here oh okay it was it Richard Jenkins or somebody else no, it was one of his like staffers oh one of his yeah one of his staffers yeah. and uh, and then they blow up the Capitol and it's pretty insane uh, and again though these moments it takes me out of the drama of the moment because it's pretty gnarly to see the Capitol blowing up and crumbling and all these people getting out of their cars in shock. But when they're getting out of their cars in shock and it looks like they're pasted onto like the yeah. background of a rotoscope, like, you know, like an I Love Lucy episode, I'm just like, oh no, it takes me out of the drama a little bit. 
Sure. Um, so the capital gets blown up. Um, the, set, the the tour guide in the beginning of this movie, he's hysterical the whole time. I love. I wish I had played the tour guide because he's this overzealous dude who's just like. First off, the daughter knows all sorts of things about the White House, and he's like, "Wow, you're gonna be you're gonna be one of those, aren't you?" Which happened to me when I did a tour of this um, haunted theater in downtown LA in in October. There was somebody who came on the tour who knew way more than me, and I was like, "Well, this is fun. <laughs> this is great." Oh, good. You got the sound clips. Oh, let's do, um, Channing Tatum actually sent us a special, a special message. Um, can we play the clip number zero? Oh shit. White house is down. So that's, I think that was Channing Tatum in the beginning. I don't remember where that was. He did send that to me. Um, <laughs> but that was towards the beginning of the film when the white house goes down. Hey, can we, can we play that one more time? Just cause it's so good. Oh shit, White House is down. Yeah. It's true. I mean, you know, you gotta get the title in there somewhere so that we know. <laughs> um, and and uh the pretty please. Oh, this is when they're going, so they're doing the thing, which doing the thing is is flying low over the city. Uh can we play clip number one? This is this is I mean, let's be honest, Jamie Foxx is a smooth, charming president, and he said he based it off of Barack Obama. And I think it shows without being an impression. You know, there's like little sure. hints of of kind of, and it just makes me miss having a president that like, I don't know, acted like a human being and not a narcissistic garbage pile. But hey, whatever, let's play clip number one. Pretty please, Carol. Leader of the free world saying pretty please. That don't count for something. I don't think I've ever heard the leader of the free world uh, the last three years say pretty please. No. Uh-uh. Yeah. Sometimes it's, hu- humility is a, is, is something to aspire to. I think. It's a lost art. Yeah. Um, so Channing Tatum goes and does the the um, the interview, and uh, his daughter sticks up for him a little bit. And we have uh, clip number two. My father is a very special man. <laughs> He's basically he basically asked his daughter to uh, please don't embarrass me. Please just yeah. say be nice. And she totally like is like. Hi, my dot. This is my dot, dad. He's very yeah. special. Oh yeah, that's gonna be me in like ten years when my daughter's just. I'm like, hey, honey. Um, so this is a father daughter audition. So if you could just like be cool, um, and and be nice, and maybe not on your phone for five minutes, uh, we get this job and it could change our lives, you know. And uh, when we go in and meet Spielberg, she's gonna just say, "My father is a very special man." That was that was something unsolicited, man. Just read the lines. You know yeah, just, what I mean. Uh, just, just do the thing. Just do the thing. Just do the pretty thing. please. Pretty please. Just if I say pretty, pretty please, please, Carol, leader of the three worlds. <laughs> What's my father's res- resignation? What's that one, Jesse? Are we blowing uh, clips too quick? Let's talk yeah. some more. Let's talk yeah, some more. Why not? This, so, that's actually all the way when James Woods is uh, killing people. Oh, okay. So that's we have way some time. Hard. So yeah. mm-hmm. Maggie Gyllenhaal, this is another thing where like, I don't know if it's her biggest day ever. Like she just has a normal, uh, she just has a normal day for the most part. Uh, but everybody else, it's the biggest day of their lives. Although she, she has, she apparently yeah. hasn't slept in like 72 hours. So that's what I was going to say. Like it's not her biggest day, but it yeah. is. Uh, is it a like, heightened? Yeah. Uh, yeah. A notable moment in her life because she's been told she has to go home and take a rest. She's mm-hmm. been working too much and too hard. Now, having not seen this movie, 
Yeah. Did they give away? Did Did you suspect James Woods was the bad guy from the beginning? Uh, yes. Uh-huh. Okay. I think it's yes. pretty clear. Like, because they do the whole like Ed Harris and the Rock thing, where he's like, he's like taking off his American flag and setting it down next to the photo of his son, and it's like, oh, right. this guy's up to no good. Right. And they also like, there's always an inside man. And it turns out there was more than one inside man. There's like 15 in this movie. But if you like, it's a pretty big signal. If you're the one telling the good guy, get out of here. Yeah. Like that's a pretty good sign that like, you know, what's up, you know, what's going on. (laughs) Hey, you know, you're tired. You, you look tired, but I actually had 10 hours of sleep and I, I had my vitamins today and I feel great. Yeah. But you should probably, you should probably just go home. Yeah. Just in case. Just Just trust me. Trust me on trust, this. Just trust me. All right. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be amazing. I would have loved that even more if like he, he took like, her face in both of his hands. <laughs> trust me. Like in like in Billy Madison, don't ever say that. Yeah. Stay here. Only get out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, so then uh I think all the action sequences are awesome in this movie. The first one takes place, um, the Capitol blows up, they start sh- I mean, Renee even said like it's it's amazing how PG-13 movies can get away with stuff because um, they shoot like upwards of 100 people, it seems like, in this movie. But because you don't see like blood spatter and stuff. Yeah. Because my wife is very sensitive to, to gun violence lately, which a lot of people are. So it's it's interesting to me how um, how like your perspective changes on things with how things in the real world change. We're like, even these moments that are kind of like fun action moments, she was just like, oh, Jesus. Oh, God. Because it is kind of, the siege is pretty brutal. They're just like, going into each security checkpoint just ruthlessly mowing down the guards and everything and then like the moment where they shoot the uh secretary of defense is that the sound clip here uh no no no. but you okay. you can yeah the, the sound clip here is when they make it down to the bunker and james oh, yeah. woods offs everybody yeah so everybody's being shot james yeah. woods is like we got to go to the peacock do you trust me and he's like yeah of course i do they go down there, he blasts everybody, and then he put, points the gun at the president. And let's play clip number three finally. I'm sorry, Ted. Martin! Consider this my resignation. There you go. Consider this my resignation. It looks like it says my father re- resignation. That's two sound clips together. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. I'm very confused. A little bit behind the scenes. Guys, it was a mistake. There. It's my bad. Well, uh, well, Ryan ruined everything. So uh, on the show, we're going to just end here. We'll see you next week. Uh, there's no way to recover. From it. Um, we're taking then, bets on how long Ryan's mustache is going to be. <laughs> yep. Next week, it'll be. Uh-huh. Tweet uh, so, so, so Channing Tatum takes out a couple of the guys. Uh, Wait, so I, I did want to yeah. I did want to say something to that point, um, just sort of like in, on a meta level. Yeah. Because Air, like I said earlier, I just rewatched Air Force One and the whole uh, reason for the attack on the president in Air Force One is he's basically given a speech that says, we will not hesitate to go to war with you. Mm-hmm. And in this one, the reason they attack the president is because he says, we're taking all of our troops out. Yeah. So this is a really interesting shift in perspective from 2001 to 2013. Yeah, like a, a reflection um, of the times. Yeah, because yeah. In 2013, we were 12 years into the war in Afghanistan and 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 after 9-11 and so we we as a nation were very war fatigued everybody wanted out everybody and so it's interesting how that reflects that how like instead of uh, a president being like we are gonna stand up and destroy our enemies it's like no man we want we just want to be done we just want to be done 
Um, and this movie, I will say, has a lot less um, uh, xenophobia than the Olympus Has Fallen series. They're not, mm. there's, there's definitely like, there's like a United People's Republic of who gives a shit or something he says to the North Korean guy. So there's some interesting, I still love the Has Fallen movies. But um, I'm not going to spend the entire episode drawing comparisons, I promise. So Channing Tatum takes out two of the guys. He gets one of their radios and he hears um, that the president's in the library and he happens to be walking by the library. And there's this great moment where he's like, that's the library. Don't go in there. It's so stupid. And it just feels like an improv moment by him. And so funny. And I, I always love the charming but tough, reluctant hero. You know, like John McClane is a reluctant hero. Go to the party. It's going to be fun. You know, that whole thing in the air duct scene. Uh, so then he goes and he gets, he starts unloading on uh, James Woods so that the president can escape and go up with him. They spend like, a seemingly, the only thing is I feel like they spent a very long time in the elevator, it felt like. As, yeah. But they're getting, but they're giving us information while they're in there. We find out that they have surface to air missiles, the bad guys. So they're like setting up to the point where if any helicopter or plane comes within a mile or whatever, they blast it out of the sky. Um, and then they have that awesome fight scene in the in the wardrobe, uh, where that's where I said Jamie Foxx gets his Jordans. Yeah. And then there's that great moment with the big Russian guy who's like, Bliaskroskria! and he's just like, I'm just assuming he's Russian because it sounded Russian, but I may be wrong. I could be wrong. I don't think he identifies himself, so speculation he just, here is fine. Yeah. He's yeah, he they I you know, he just speaks in a very uh, Slavic language. He's shooting around the kitchen table and Channing Tatum gets, is getting choked out by him and the president puts on his glasses and blasts the dude. And I thought that was a pretty bad episode. Um, yeah. What else? What else? Great, make me a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> See, it's fun little things like that that I really love. Um, and then they go to the, the war room where they're like, okay, we got to enact the 25th Amendment. We don't know if the president's alive. We don't know. What's happening? The vice president needs to be in power now. Um, and the vice president seems kind of like an asshole. He seems a little bit like he's war hungry because the first yeah. thing he wants to do is to go back to war. So you can tell that like everybody's against this, this pulling out of the Middle East perspective. Uh, let's play, uh, this is great, clip number five. This is uh, one of the head of the uh, intelligence or army uh, telling the vice president and everybody how the situation looks. Permission to speak freely, sir. Yeah, yeah, granted. It's a shit show. (laughs) (laughs) I'll bet, uh, you know what? I actually just messaged Ryan on here, and I was like, hey, Ryan, how do you think the show's going so far with me not having notes? And uh, he actually responded to me via a message and just said, Permission to speak freely, sir. Yeah, yeah, granted. It's a shit show. And I went, okay, okay, I'll write notes for next week. Sorry. Well, that's that's actually, that's fitting because... Before the show started, Ryan told me that he asked his roommate what he thought of his mustache. Yeah. And his roommate said this to him. Permission to speak freely, sir. Yeah, yeah, granted. It's a shit show. Just killed the Secretary of Defense. Well, he wasn't doing a very good job. And now we just, now Ryan's pissed. He's just going to start playing yeah. clips at random. He's like, hey, you're talking about the mustache. Playing things. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan's just like, oh, I'll show you guys this. <laughs> It's just because it's all about me. It's, uh, it's not a stretch for him. Is uh, the Secretary of Defense one? Where is that one? I just heard it. Just killed the Secretary of Defense. Well, he wasn't doing a very good job. <laughs> He's not wrong. A very good job. 
Yeah. Oh no, I'm sorry, Jason Clark that kills Jason him. Clark. That's my yeah. bad. That's my bad. Um, and then Maggie Gyllenhaal tries to reason with James Woods. Then they bring they bring in the wife of James Woods, and they're like, "Hey, maybe you can talk him down." And then he's like, "I swear to God, this is for our son." And then she pulls a 180 and is like, "All right, fine, then burn this country down." And you're like, "Whoa, what?" I thought that was a cool twist because that's always the cliched moment in the action movie where the wife is like, "Please don't do this," and he's like okay, you're right, maybe I can't. And then something makes him go, no, I can't. But his resolve is so steadfast from the beginning that I thought that was an interesting twist and that, that she would be like, all right, fine, I don't care. Like, that's that's Yeah, deep. but it, yes, yes, I agree with you. But it turns out like his motivations were, were not that he thought the president killed his son. They were that he wanted his son to be the last American soldier to die in the middle east so he wanted yeah. to like eliminate the middle east and she wasn't privy to that that subtlety of his perspective <laughs> she, so she's yeah. just like she's just, she's like, just like a flamethrower to this whole situation yeah I, I assume that she thought it was a revenge thing or a statement right i don't know if she would have fully agreed if if he was like okay honey i promise you this is for my our son and she goes okay what are you planning on doing well, I'm thinking of wiping an entire continent of people, not just soldiers, <laughs> but people, women, children. By the way, we still have soldiers positioned over there, so they're gone too. Like, think right. about that. He's going to launch. So, in case you don't know, those that are listening right now, uh, James Wood's overall plan is to get the n- l- nuclear launch codes and to nuke and just decimate the Middle East. And it's, he's, planning to launch them at the end of the movie there's a whole ticking clock of him about to press the button and there's like a minute left until he can do it and so that how does his son wouldn't be the last american soldier to die because there's already soldiers still there they're all there yep Mm -hmm. because in the beginning of the movie they're saying they want to pull out right they didn't say they they haven't done it yeah he's basically like i need i need view that was happening around the time of 9 11 and after where that's the reason (laughs) you know because it was so non-impactful that I didn't even remember it happened. So, are you still there? Did I lose you? No, I'm here. Oh, good. Okay, sorry. My headphones yeah. are from 1993, so I didn't know. Yeah, it was. It was a great year for headphones. <laughs> headphones age like fine wine um, that you've left out in the sun. <laughs> anyway, so... Uh, then what happens? Where were we? Where were we? Oh, oh, I love the scene where they, they hijack the limo. They go down into the garage and there's this epic chase scene across the White House lawn where Jamie Foxx gets, apparently in white in presidential limos, there is a weapons case that folds out from the back seat. And sure. not, just, not just like handguns or machine guns, but a rocket launcher. Yes. <laughs> Which is incredible. Oh, I hope they fact check that. I hope it was, I hope it was fact checked. I hope they, I hope they were launcher. hoping for a handgun and they fact-checked it and they were like, oh, rocket launcher? All right, we'll make do. We'll even figure better, this out. Even better. Yeah. And then Jamie Foxx shoots the rocket and blasts the gate, but then drops the rocket launcher. And uh, we have clip number seven. This is their banter while they're driving around the White House lawn being chased by two armed um, SUVs. The one has like a Gatling gun on it. That's just like... Can you not hit me in the head with a rocket while I'm trying to drive? It's reasonable. You know, actually, uh, my daughter, I got her a Rocket the Raccoon toy, uh, and she kept 
throwing it and bouncing it off my head. And my daughter's big, she has great reflexes. So like she was able to throw the toy, bounce it off my head and catch it multiple times enough that Mm -hmm. my aggravation was able to mount to where I finally stopped the car and I turned around and I said, Can you not hit me in the head with a rocket while I'm trying to drive? And then I instantly felt bad because she got upset. Um, well, you know, you got to learn sometimes. And then I told her I was just impressed by her skills and that I'm more impressed than I am angry. And uh, we went and got Froyo. Permission to speak freely, sir. Yeah, yeah, granted. It's a shit show. <laughs> That's a summary of the show. Hey, how'd the yeah. show go? It was a shit show. Um, you know what we haven't even mentioned yet? Huh? We're almost done with the episode. We haven't even talked about Jimmy Simpson, who the hacker. Oh, yeah, he's so great. He's, he's like just by himself in the basement the whole movie. Um, With this special like row of lollipops he brings. Yeah. And he's totally and like he, an Edward Snowden, but like turned up to 12. Yeah, kind of kooky. And he blows himself up at the end. There, we talked about it. Yeah, there we're talking about him. I love his character yeah. in this because I think he's just a fascinating actor. And he was, you could tell he was having a ball and he probably came in for a day and filmed his entire, yeah. Yeah. His entire arc. Um, so the white house lawn chase is one of my favorite moments in the whole thing and then he gets distracted because his daughter they find out that it's his daughter or no they hold her in the front with a gun to her head and they don't know yet that it's his daughter and he gets distracted they shoot him with a rocket flips the car over and it lands in the water and then channing tatum uh throws a grenade and distracts it it blows up and they leave and then they hide in the garden house and the dudes unload on it, and there's a giant, huge, dangerously large propane tank in there for some reason that just mm-hmm. explodes the entire thing. And even when we were watching it last night, Renee was like, they would both be dead. How did that work? And I'm like, I don't know. They they ducked somewhere? This happened twice because uh, Channing Tatum also blows up the, the like viewing room, yeah. and he hides behind a podium, and the explosion well, can be awesome. seen from space. Yeah. But somehow, like, hiding behind the podium, he was fine. Oh, God. Okay, let's go. We only have four minutes. We're going to get in the nitty-gritty of these action sequences. Yes. So there's a great fight scene between uh, a throwdown with Jason Clark and Channing Tatum round one, where they're beating the shit out of each other, and then Channing Tatum escapes through the window, runs out, and then they put two and two together because they find the White House passes that it's Emily Hale is is Channing Tatum's daughter. So they're like, hey, we're going to kill your daughter in three seconds. And then the president shows up and Channing's like, no, no, I was going to go out there. So now we have my clip, which was uh, clip 10, I think, uh, Ryan, that I gave you. This is Jamie Foxx telling off James Woods in the Oval Office, which I wish anybody would say right now in the Oval Office. (laughs) As a president of the United States, this comes with the full weight of power and authority of my office. Fuck you. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> Fuck you. But I mean, you know, somebody saying it to the other way. The, the flipping the it. other way. Yep. So um, then Channing Tatum gets the idea to burn the White House down because the sprinklers will go off. It'll create complete chaos. So he starts lighting the place on fire. Um, him and Jason Clark have a round two fight while uh, James Woods and Jamie Foxx are having a, a fight, a throwdown. Um, but before that, there's the dude who's been holding all the hostages who's just a maniac with a handlebar mustache. And uh, he gets clocked in the head by the tour guide who's hysterical. And the dude has been freaking out about all the antiques and how priceless everything is in the, in the White House. And he ends up beating the dude to death with an antique. And let's play clip number 11 of mine. 
German mantle clock. Empire style. <laughs> I love it. And then he just tosses it. It's so good. Um, and so there's a, uh, the, fi- the fight scene with Jason Clark and, and Channing Tatum. First round, he gets the better of Jason Clark. Second round, Jason Clark is nearly beating him to death, it feels like. And then he gets the upper hand when Jason Clark gets cocky. You know, he brings a knife to a fist fight, which Channing Tatum disarms and stabs him in the foot wraps a belt of grenades around his neck and somehow locks it on. I can't remember how. Pulls all the pins. And Jason Clark is just sitting there struggling with this, the most violent necklace ever made. Just like, oh, oh, shit. Oh! And then that, you're right. Channing Tatum hides behind a podium because I, maybe they are explosion proof. That would make sense. As, as five grenades blow up. Yeah, you know. You know. It's a, sure. really, it's a really sure. strong podium. Yeah. You know, after that time that George H.W. Uh, Bush got a shoe thrown at him, they realized that they should make the podium five grenade proof, you know? And they were smart to do it. They were smart to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and so then, so Jason Clark gets blown up. Uh, James Woods, uh, what happens to James Woods? Why can't I remember? Um, oh, oh, no. Oh, okay. He's, I know. Channing Tatum. He gets he's, shot. He's about to, uh, he shoots Jamie Foxx and it ends up hitting the Abe Lincoln watch that his wife gave him which was super cheesy but i love that they actually laugh about it and say how stupid that is within the context of the movie but james woods is about to launch the nuke codes and um okay so we only got a couple minutes left not even so james woods is about to launch the nukes and channing tatum's blasting through with the car and hits him with it and then he they stop him somehow he gets shot yes but yeah right no yeah yeah, yeah. i no, Jamie. I, some, some for some reason totally blanking. Let's oh just no, he Jamie, just dies and no, I don't know. I Jamie Tatum <laughs> shoots him. We'll say sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it turns out that Jamie Fox is still alive. They pull a reversal where you realize he got text or he got paged the new nuke codes by Richard Jenkins, the Speaker of the House, and then he's taken off to to jail. And they do the thing where they go low on Washington D.C. with. Channing, his daughter, and the president, and everybody's happy and safe. And in fact, um, Channing Tatum says real quick at the end, right as the credits are rolling, he says Channing Tatum's ending. Oh, shit, White House back up. (laughs) What's that? Oh, shit, White House back up. Thank you, Channing. So we do have to wrap it up because they got a guest on the next show at 7. Yeah, let us know what you thought of White House Down, how you like this versus Olympus Has Fallen, which is – if they both are uh, enjoyable to you, or if you're adamantly in one camp or the other, like a Beatles or Elvis fan, uh, and give us some suggestions for next week. And Jesse, until next time, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Too Much Jesse for Sketch at the Prom Losers. And I would rate this movie uh, Guilty But Awesome. Same here. I would rate it Guilty But Awesome because it has enough ridiculous moments, but it leans heavily on the awesome. So this is a guilty movie pleasure, but very awesome. Until next time, you can find me at the Ben Begley on Twitter and Instagram, and you can find us at Guilty Movie Guy. What is your guilty movie pleasure? From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network.